Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy, Cisco, as always, with your boy, Ryan. What it do on a Wednesday? No special guests today, just us. Yeah, no special guests. Oh, y'all, we're bums. We're bumming it. I forgot to tell you, the audio was a little glitchy here and there. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was I mean, on, at on least his. I don't on his, not yours, though. Well, but, we hey, we'll put hey, this out progress. there. We might not have a special guest here to talk, but we might get the duck back, bro. You know, oh, fuck that hey, duck, we, dude. we might get the duck back, <laughs> bro. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew had messaged me. Uh, he always messages me after he listens to the to the episode, and he was like. Bro, I'm so glad somebody called out that fucking duck, man. Because I was going to say, <laughs> if you went the whole episode like you didn't hear that shit, I was laughing, man. Oh, that dude, that duck duck's man. a legend. Bro, that, the, what street do you live on? Ironwood. The Ironwood duck. The Ironwood duck, bro. Duck well, we got, a, we got a pretty interesting uh, discussion this weekend, or this week. Uh, pretty excited for it. Um, yeah, some, some NFL news. Not necessarily Packer related. So that's going to is... come soon. It's going to come soon for those waiting for our uh, our annual preseason uh, prediction episode. We do need to do it soon. But this week, I don't even know what you'd call it. Is it the franchise tag deadline? Like what? It, what is? Yeah, that? the 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 fran- Well, the deadline to um, negotiate contracts so franchise tagging happens in like may i believe um and they have until july's i don't know it passed was it was it yesterday or the day before it was like um, two days ago i was yeah it was a few yeah a few 18th days ago. so it was yesterday oh it was yesterday okay the deadline passed to negotiate long-term deals um for those players so but why the, that's so weird I, i'm not sure dude and i don't like i think i'll be honest and we can talk about this after we go through the, the individuals that are really being highlighted here. Um, I just, I think it pulls, it gives the owners all the leverage. It just doesn't make sense. I don't understand. Like, why can we negotiate with Gary, but we can negotiate with any, any, anybody, right? Cause we don't have someone this year. That's yeah, franchise we didn't franchise tag. anybody. So we can negotiate with all those fuckers and sign them to a long-term deal on july 19th but the guys who are going into their last year and their franchise tag can't yeah i I guess technically because if they didn't if they don't sign the franchise tag they're not technically on the team right i guess that that too but it's because that applies to one of them pollard because tony pollard signed his um and and Buckley signed his as well no he didn't I thought he signed it, nope. but he's just refusing to report. Nope, nope, nope. So for, uh, those, for everybody listening, yes. what we're getting into here is that the NFL, uh, the deadline to negotiate long-term contracts for individuals that were uh, franchise tagged in the NFL uh, passed, and there's kind of a, a glaring, a, which is not issue, but uh, just this say a, a thing uh, in common, right? Yeah, commonality. That's going on, and it's high-caliber running backs not getting long-term deals that are financially appropriate, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, in comparison to to 
as a looking as a fan looking at it, I understand that the NFL is a business, but from a fan's perspective, I think that that these guys deserve to get you know some some big time pay. You know what I mean? I, I think yeah. It, it's and the three individuals are Saquon Barkley, uh, running back for the Giants, Josh Jacobs, running back for the Raiders, and Tony Pollard, running back for the Dallas Cowboys. So before we get into it, overarching question for you. Yeah. Is what's happening in the running back market appropriate? From from a fan from just your business perspective. Just your perspective. Um bro, I'll be honest. I don't want to sit here and be a guy that says these guys don't deserve the money that they're asking for. I just think from my perspective with the amount of opportunities and possibilities at that position that are out there, it's hard for me to look and say, yeah, we should, you know, for any team. Now, let me backtrack. Cause if I'm a giants fan, I'm like, yeah, pay that man. But you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's hard to say, yeah, this guy deserves 15 mil a year uh, at, at the running back position. I think that there are very few guys that deserve it. But but there are guys that are out that are out there that do deserve it, and I do think two of the three guys that we're going to talk about today deserve it. But, okay, I, I understand that. About, I just so as you, what, how do you feel? Yeah, so it's hard for me because it's it's a difficult thing for me because I I think that if you look statistically as a fan, the last couple years the Super Bowl winners haven't invested a lot of money and we're going to get into that statistic. No, let's but... bring, bring that up right now. Actually. So the last five Super Bowl winners, the money that went to running backs, 2022, $705,000. This is the leading rusher. So it's not total running back room, but the leading rusher. Who was the, was Pacheco their leading rusher? It, it had to have been. Um, McKinnon. I know McKinnon was getting plenty passes, but 2021, well, 1.72 million, 2020, 2 million, 2019, 1.05 million, 2018, 480,000, which technically was Sony Michelle, who was their first round rookie. But oh, okay. That, that doesn't really. Um, yeah, that's a, that's just like. That was kind of a running back by committee. Cause I think. Yeah. Henderson yeah, or something was there. And, and right. Daryl Henderson. Daryl. Yeah. So, and then 28, 2017 was 900,000. So the defending that's, just, that's Super... the leading rusher on the Super Bowl team, right? Yeah, and the defending Super Bowl champions leading rusher was an undrafted free agent. So like uh, it's like how do you how do you how do you argue you're, you're looking at it and from the whole organization, right? You yes. understand that it takes a whole team to get out there on the field and play. So as we go through this episode, for those listening, like we're going to sprinkle in things. And one of the things I want to kind of sprinkle in, because we just, we just talked about the last five Super Bowl champions is this year, Aaron Jones is set to make $8.1 million next year, 17.1. Yeah. And I love Aaron Jones. Like I love Aaron Jones, but like could, I can't even remember his name. I'm blanking out. Like the third stringer, could could he do what Aaron Tyler Jones? Tyler Goodson. 
No, there's another. There's a different one that I was oh, thinking. But um, you're right. Patrick Taylor. Yes, Patrick Taylor. Could Patrick Taylor kind of provide? He's a pretty damn pass, good pass catcher. I don't think he has the skills. Obviously, he's not as skillful as Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones no, yeah, is I very underrated. Have, but, think... but, 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 okay. For the 2023 Packers, I'm okay with paying Jones that money. But when we become possibly a Super Bowl contender in the next two years, three years, can we invest that type of money in a running back? I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's smart. Well, especially, especially if you possibly are going to have to pay Jordan Love. You're possibly going to have to pay him. You're going to have to pay with Sean Gary. You're going to have to pay Christian Watson, Romeo. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, at some point, yeah. And then yeah. AJ Dillon's going to be a free agent. We can get into that late, like later because we said we would kind of more talk about them at the end, and uh, I didn't mean to bring them up this early. But I just thought about that. So to answer the question that I asked you, it's very difficult from a fan that wants to win a Super Bowl to go pay these guys the money that they theoretically deserve yeah. because the market's so fucked right now for them. But as a fan of the game, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's dog shit. I think it's terrible. Like, yeah. And I think like, and it feels like that the, the age of that primary workhorse running back, has been kind of fading out anyway. Well, it's now one contract and you're done. Josh Jacobs, this is his first contract. Yeah. Um, I think Saquon, this I is his Sa- first contract. I think this might be his first too, if I'm so not like, mistaken. I'm going to throw another stat out for you that I think is appalling, and I want to hear what you think about it. And I'm talking about these three now, kind of getting into Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley, right? Yeah. First off, I don't really know if Tony Pollard belongs in this discussion based off of talent. And that's, I'm not trying, like, I'm not no, trying I to think, be it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I agree. And I have that even notated here. You know, like I'm not you trying know. to be a hater for anyone out there listening, going Tony Pollard's the real deal. I don't see him at the same caliber of player as Saquon and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. It, I mean, there's, in, there's, there's one glaring thing that separates him from the other two. Pass that's catching? a history. That's well. It's a history of production. Uh well, an injury. He's injured often, isn't he? Uh but Saquon is too. So I guess that's kind of a shitty yeah, thing to I hold mean, on his head. See, but I, I have the stats for these guys. So like, okay. when we go through, I think you'll be able to see exactly like what I'm talking about. Like it's glaring. It's a big difference. Not to say that Pollard going forward isn't going to have the these opportunities. It's just in my head. I could see not paying Tony Pollard, but these other guys, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. So, that's, so let's, yeah. yeah. Let's, well, let's real, quick, real quick before we get into the one thing I wanted to bring up, because Matt brought it up last week, that players are paid in the NFL based off of past performance, right? Yeah. Right? Like not we've kind back. of, a st- but not running, but, but, but why not running backs? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, we, but yeah, then, we're definitely going to talk about that once but, we go through all this so, stuff, I think. So, We've we've already established that Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley aren't going to get paid off of past performance, and we just kind of shit on Tony Pollard not being, not having the past performance that those two did, but he could potentially have the performances they did. So what that also is telling me, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, is running backs also aren't getting paid off of potential. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's like they're the 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 black sheep of of positions in the NFL. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, I'm not going to get too involved in it, but there are positions like 
long snapper. You're not, you know what I mean? You don't have a $12 million a year long snapper, but. So after I, yeah, go go ahead. Sorry. It still seems that they're the only skill position that is, is getting paid for potential or not even though, I mean, they're not getting paid at all. Yeah. It's like, just like a, you, have, you have certain teams that like are default. You know and you're going to throw a stat out here in a second or whenever you do, that's going to be eye opening, I think, to everyone listening. And it's the one that you sent me. Yeah. Before we jump into that one, I just want to throw this out there so people can keep in mind. If Barkley and Jacobs end up signing the deal that they, they can only sign now, right? Like they can only sign the franchise tag, right? Yep. Like there's nothing else they can do. They're gonna make they'll all make the exact same because the franchise tag is the exact same across the board per About position. Ten point one million. Ten point one million. Do you know where that places them in, in wide receivers? No. Thirty first. That's crazy. They'd be the thirty first highest paid wide receiver. So you're telling me Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and the potential of Tony Pollard would be the worst team in the NFL's best wide receiver, equal salary-wise? That's fucking yeah, that's insane kind of, to me. That's kind I, of crazy. I guarantee we could probably find – how many teams uh, – I'll ask the question. How many teams do you think we could find that have multiple wide receivers over $10.1 million? Um, Shit. I would say, like, 60% of the teams. You think it's over half? I was going to say five, but I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, fuck. Hopkins just signed for over thirteen million a year. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe. Okay, maybe. What do do rookies? What do rookies get? It's low. Is it because low? even okay. I think even, even like, like Van Ness. Yeah, but I think even like Van Ness at the pick thirteen is only going to make like seven million. So it I doesn't jump those like teams like the Jaguars that have like two guys that maybe are making you know one's making. Well, Christian Cook 10. definitely makes. Yeah, he makes a lot of money. So, yeah, him and uh, don't they have Marvin Jones? And they traded for old boy from Atlanta. Ridley, yeah, but he might, I think he was still on a rookie deal, no? I thought he signed an extension and then Did got he? suspended. I can't even remember. It just seems crazy. Either way, I think that's a crazy stat. Um, yeah. $10.1 million, the 31st in annual average salary amongst wide receivers. Yeah, that is, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. And like, to get into it, right? I, I'm going to start with Saquon. Uh, obviously, he's the I think the best of the of the three. Um, he's 26 years old, right? He's a two-time Pro Bowler. He accounted for over 30 percent of the team's offense last year. Now, I understand you could look at that stat and say, "Well, only 30 percent." I think 30 percent for one person. You're talking about. Three tight ends might play. Uh, six, seven receivers might play. You're talking about another running back and the quarterback. Yeah, right? that, 30% is a massive number. It's a lot. It's a lot. And he, okay, so, and the reason that I wanted to start with him is because he was on a podcast, The Money Matters, um, and he lot, did an interview, a lot of quotes from there. There's a lot of stuff. Um and so I'm not, I'm just going to go through, he's, he's said he, you know, tech, he mulling, he's mulling sitting out the season due to lack yeah. of deal. And that's a huge thing. We haven't seen that since Le'Veon Bell. And I know it didn't work out well for Le'Veon Bell. Um, but you know what I mean? You, you really yeah. just don't see that. And 
they said the holdout. So the holdout money is going to be the same for all for him and Jacobs. Um, it's about five hundred and sixty k per game. Um, in in this interview, uh, he was quoted. He said he wanted twenty two point five million guaranteed in his deal. The deal that was offered was nineteen point five mil guaranteed and uh, thirteen mil per year, which they're reportedly two million dollars apart. So that means he wants fifteen mil a year. If if I'm gonna be honest, and this is Saquon specifically, like he wanted thirteen mil or whatever, I bet you they wanted to sign him for less than ten. Like they're probably upset that they have to now pay the ten. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. well, he no, they, they offered him 13, but he wanted 15. Ah, uh, but I bet the cap hit with everything probably would have been low. Yeah, and lower. He, wanted, he wanted 22.5 guaranteed, and they only wanted to give him 19.5. That's what the sources say. The, yeah, I, I got that information from the sources. But I mean, he he was in the interview. He said 10 million dollars is a lot of money. So the two mil apart, I could see if they if he wanted like a five year deal. So the 13 compared to 15 that would be $10 million difference, which is a lot of money. I mean, especially in the NFL, it's not, I feel like when we look at the NBA and you look at baseball, like there's much more guaranteed money is starting to trickle down now into the NFL. Um, But I just, you know, it it doesn't seem like, like that's a bad offer, like of what he's wanting. Cause like you're, 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 you're supposed to pay off of what he's given you because he worked his ass off on a rookie deal. He proved himself, right? Yep, and that, that's the problem. Is like these rookies come in, they get. You just said how many fucking snaps he's played. I got, like, I got this. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the stats after. Uh, and but another thing too is that we and we already talked about this, but now they can't negotiate. So yeah, but what like that. what do you say as a running back though, as and your first contract? Hey, I'm not playing that many snaps. <laughs> you know, yeah. like hey, no, I'm not doing that because you're gonna yourself, right? Yeah, but you, but then you're gonna not invest in me because yeah. you're gonna say now I'm done. Guys, yeah, guys are not getting rewarded. And I mean, look at and I, I, this is might be a bad example because the production did drop for this guy, but Todd Gurley. Yeah, I mean. And he was uh, yeah. done, bro. He's I don't even think he was he had a, 30 years that major old knee injury. Kind of... That major knee injury probably went pretty far because after he did leave, he fell off pretty pretty fast. Yeah. Same with Melvin Gordon, right? Like Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like the treatment, right? Like these guys, they never got it. Like, well, I feel like Todd Gurley probably probably never got a chance to like running back's the most do. It's know? the most disrespected position in the league by far. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna run your ass into the ground, and then when your contract's up, we're gonna lowball the shit out of you, or we're gonna make you walk because we can sign someone for five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, the play might not be as good, but then we'll just throw the ball ten more times a game. Well, because and I think too the the thing that's playing into it is from the business perspective, organizations aren't looking at the running back in terms of the future. You want to you look at future, you look at offensive line, you look at your linebackers. And your quarterback, right? I, I, yeah, I'd These even say line could be on my team for four to eight years. I'd even say linebacker is going away. It's now defensive line. Yeah, you're yeah. seeing these defensive well, linemen. Defensive linemen can can are fucking athletic and freaks of nature and can be exactly linebackers as well. So, uh, but you know what I mean? It's it's like yeah, they, you know, you're 100 right. The, they don't appreciate the running back or even value the value is a better word. 
they don't value the running back in terms of organization's future anymore. I mean, no, but, Carolina but also, got rid of McCaffrey. For, for, for I mean, they got they got a lot back, but it That's it's amazing to see. Exactly, I was just going to say it's amazing to see how NFL teams now are willing to get rid of or willing to not sign franchise running backs. Whereas you brought up something on our little pre-discussion. You brought up a name, Adrian Peterson. That would have never happened to the Vikings in Adrian Peterson's prime. No. He was an absolute. Was, like they, was, he, was he maybe the last of it? Was I he the know. last guy? Or is Derrick Henry the last guy? Well, Derrick Henry, now that you brought him up, I just read a stat today that said, because he's going into his final year, they're saying it'll be amazing if he signs for over $4 million a year. Next that, year, Derrick Henry, four million a year. That's crazy, man. You know who they are projecting is going to sign for more? Is Chubb up? AJ Dillon. More than Derrick Henry. Yes, because he's he's too old and he's worn down. Man, that's, that's how the crazy. that's how the NFL executives view a. I don't even know how old he is. I could pull it up, but he's got to be what 26, 27? Um, Aaron Jones is 29. Yeah, I don't, I mean, he can't, he's 29. Yeah, so he's 29 29. playing, I think he's playing on a good deal now, but theoretically next year, Derrick Henry could possibly play somewhere for less than 5 million a year, and Aaron Jones is set to make 17. That's crazy, bro. And I get it, I, I, I get it, I understand that the position, I understand that these guys, I, I know why the longevity isn't there for running backs. Any, and I know, you know what I mean? I, I understand that aspect. But then if that's the case, then you got to pay these guys for what they've done for you and what they brought to your team. And uh, this, you know what I mean? And not yeah. do it like, well, what are you going to, what do you have left? So like, his current contract. I, I just emptied it out for you for seven mil for four years. Yeah. And now I can't get what I'm asking for? So to answer your question, I think you you theoretically are right, but it's not at the Adrian Peterson level. He signed a four-year extension for $50 million in 2020, which will make him a free agent after this year. Um, but, but even again, that, that's not even a four, big deal. What was it you said? Four-year $50 million. That's like the franchise tag. It's less than the he's going to make ten point two million this year. You know what I mean for yeah. Derrick Henry. For Derrick Henry, you know, and I, I and I know like he's been. It's just I, again, I understand the 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 shelf life of a running back in the NFL compared to other positions is very low. I get it, but if that's the case, and you know that's the case, then. Pay, you know what I mean? Pay the guys what, what they gave you. You know, hey, man, appreciate the four years, the five years. Because listen, listen, I'm going to go through Saquon's yeah. stats from 2018 to 2022, right? I'll start at 2018. 16 games, uh, 1,307 yards, 11 touchdowns. That's rushing. Um, 721 yards receiving, four touchdowns receiving. 83% of the offensive snaps, this is rookie year, Pro Bowl, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he led the league in yards uh, from scrimmage that year. 
2019, 13 games, 1,003 yards, six touchdowns rushing, 438 yards and two touchdowns receiving, 84% of the snaps. 2020, two games. Obviously, that's when he got injured. Um, 2021, 13 games. Uh, this is the year he was trying to come back. So 593 yards. So his stats weren't that great that year. 61% of the snaps. And then last year, 16 games, 1,312 yards, 10 touchdowns rushing, 338 yards, and no touchdowns receiving, but 80% of the snaps and Pro Bowl year uh, for him last so year. So I think the interesting thing from his stats, listening on him, and you can you can tell where that injury year was, obviously, but he never really regressed. You know what I'm saying? No, he... Whereas if we – if I went through some of the players, we're going to go through them in the, later on, but we're going to talk about three players that are still on the market. Some of those guys actually did regress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, but Saquon makes no sense. And it, it, not to jump ahead too far, but, like, Josh Jacobs has only gotten better. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He led the Jacobs, league in rushing last year. Yeah, Josh – and I – and. He, he led the – I have – I'll get into that. I know that he did phenomenal because he was on my fantasy team. So um, before we jump to that, I do want to wrap up the the Saquon and if you had any other, like, major stats that you wanted to hit on because um, I don't want to jump ahead of you. Don't – yeah. Um, I mean, I just want to – yeah, I was just going to go into Jacobs. Okay. No, that that's fine. I, I, I uh, they're I kind tweet. of they're in the same. I feel like they're in the same boat. I think they are the same boat for sure. So like, and and if you had to sign one today, who would you sign? Oh, shit, man! I think I would sign Saquon. See, I think I'd sign Josh Jacobs. I want to say Jacobs. Um, I think he's a little younger. He's a year younger. He's. he's I think he also he's also been less worked. Yeah, he has. I, I could snap. be I could be wrong. You could you could No, you're right. You're right. I th- I like Saquon cuz he brings more in the passing game. Yeah. For I'll, sure. I'll get in when we go through the Jacobs um st- uh his stats. I'll you'll see it. So that's why I say I would go with Saquon cuz he does offer more and I feel like a guy that can offer more receiving even like you can find that number two running back that maybe takes a little bit of the rushing load off, but it still allows that guy an opportunity to be out there on the field. I mean, look at a guy and don't take this comparison this way. Uh, anybody listening like Jarek McKinnon, right? He came in trying to be a running, a rushing running back, spent a couple years around and said, you know what? I'm really good at receiving. So let me just be that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and so if you can get a guy like Saquon who offers way more on the rushing side but still find a way to maybe save him a little bit because he offers more in the passing game, you still don't lose the threat of him on the field. You're just trying to save his shelf life. You're trying to prolong it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think, so I think... do you mind, before we jump into Jacobs, I want to ask you a question, and I'm going to give you – one, two, three, four, five statistics. Okay. So what is fair for Saquon Barkley a year? Before you answer that, Christian McCaffrey's the highest paid running back in the NFL. I'm going to ask you the same thing for Josh Jacobs, but I want to ask you this for Saquon now. Christian McCaffrey's 16. 
Alvin Kamara, 15. Derrick Henry, 12.5. Nick Chubb, 12.2. Aaron Jones, 11.5. Then you get the Saquon, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard at 10.1. What's fair? Was it Mixon up there, or was he not there? Mixon just restructured, so he's down to 5.7. Oh, okay, because he he was over the 10 mil per year mark. Yeah. From what I found, they, they said there was only six running backs uh, making over 10 mil a year, and it was McCaffrey, Kamara, Henry, Chubb, Mixon, and Jones. So based off of that, knowing that is what the average yearly salary is for running backs in the NFL today, not saying it's fair, right? Not saying that, you know, Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry should make what they make, but based off of those statistics, what would you – say is a fair salary for Saquon Barkley. For sake, I, I would give him what he asked, the 15. I mean, if Kish, if Christian McCaffrey is, is making 16, uh, and I think that McCaffrey does have a better um, pass-catching ability, but the fucking, fucking guy's always hurt, man. He's injured a lot. So, so I'll say Christian McCaffrey seems to do more, but he doesn't run the ball as well. No. That's so, right. like... So, I would... I would Give Saquon what he's asking, fifteen mil a year. Okay, that's fair. I I, I don't and disagree what, with you. Yeah, that's without getting into the well. What about the rest of your team and the cap hit and all that? I'm just saying. Yeah, but the thing is, that's not what we're. Yeah, but you know, I, I appreciate you bringing that up, but that's not what we're discussing. Like, I don't give a fuck what the Giants payroll yeah, is. Yeah. I don't care I'll what the Raiders payroll is. Like, what's fair for this player? Fifteen. I think fifteen a year for a running back who does as much as Saquon Barkley does is fair. Yeah, and I think if you're not going to give him the the yearly that he wants, then you got to up the guaranteed. And and really, what it sounds like he's looking for, from based off of what we're making, we're like we're making conjecture based off of his interview, and then based off of what they say they were uh, like the how much they were off is is your your thought process. It was a five year deal. It sounds like these running backs just want some stability. Yeah. If you sign me to a five-year deal, that and this is we're going to experience it with Aaron Jones next year with the seventeen million dollar cap hit. That second year is so big that hey, you you might have to release me, but then I get to go choose who I want to pay for. But my family's taken care of. Yeah. Because the guaranteed money has been paid no matter what. You know, I, if I sign for twenty-two million guaranteed off of five years, that's fine if you cut me after the first year. I mean, I'm sure they're not wanting to be cut, but in their head, they're like, hey, you're going to get rid of me as soon as my play diminishes, and then I'm not signing another deal for the money that I can today. Yeah, this is basically a running back's last deal. Yeah, 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 which is crazy. It's their first big deal, and it's their last deal. Yeah, it's their last opportunity. So I don't blame him for saying, pay me for what I've done. Yeah, and you know who I – who didn't come up during all this, all, all my, you know, looking at articles and stuff that really should be uh, talked about is uh, Austin Eckler. Cause I, so, I believe he's on the, he's on his, his second franchise. Before we get into Jacobs real quick, I just want to tell you what they're predicting for Eckler just cause you brought him up and he's not a focus of this uh, podcast. His projected contract next year unless the Chargers take him again, is um, three years, $32.5 million, $19 million guaranteed, the third highest paid free agent running back. The only two paid higher is Saquon 
next year and then Jacobs next year. That's the prediction? That's the prediction. Now, again, this is like NBA executives, NBA, uh, sorry, yeah. NFL executives, NFL scouts. But what's kind of surprising is that's just based off of a uh, year, like annual, you know, like they have uh, Taylor, JT doing a four year deal, more guaranteed, things like that. So like, yeah, yeah, that that's just based off of like APY. So annual, whatever. Um but yeah, so just just to throw that out there, like he's not lost upon like in the news. I know we we're not talking about him today. Yeah, because he's not. He's a, he's already. And I think again, I think it's his second franchise tag. I'm not. I couldn't. I couldn't. So, yes, it was. He was tagged, but I don't know if it was the second one. Um, but it was tagged and then restructured. Okay. So that's why that's it's why so low because the because the tag is ten point one. He signed. He's only making 6.5 or whatever, but I think the reason is it's a, it's an out. Like this is it. Yeah. Unless they sign him to a long-term deal. Now what also allows him, he's not in the situation that those other three are in, right? He can continue to negotiate with the chargers. Yeah. Because he restructured. It's possible. The article I was just reading the projection from says that he, they're still discussing a three-year deal with a two-year out. So play two years, and then he has the option to leave. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but, I'll be honest. I do th- – I, from I, it doesn't say how many he's been tagged, but it, he said this is his last obligation to this team. So that would make me think – because I don't think you can't franchise three times. No, right? you can't. So I think I think this was his second – but you know, I he didn't. He's not involved in this because he had already signed and and negotiated his one year deal. Because they they had that option as well to negotiate one year deal. Yes. Um, so apparent, obviously Saquon Jacobs and um, Pollard didn't do that, but Pollard signed his. So yeah, it's just it, it's crazy to think that these guys. And especially, like, I know this sounds stupid, but when you are in fantasy football, you know these guys because of the production that they have. You know what I mean? Like, you pay attention to that shit. Like, holy fuck, Austin Eckler gave some guy 45 points. Let me look at his stats. Like, fucking crazy shit that these guys are being talked or being, like, valued so low in terms of financial compensation. It's crazy. You know what I mean? And, like, you cool with that going to Jacobs? Yes. One last thing I want to say. The projection for Barkley is franchise tag next year at $12 million. Yeah. And that's just... And Which, again... These teams can do this shit, man. Yeah. Especially at a position that is... That we already talked about how short their shelf life is. You know, the, that that you could do this twice to a guy. You know what I mean? You fucking it's so tear, undervalued. You imagine tearing your ACL on a second franchise tag? Your like, career's you over. you fucking kidding me. You're never going to get that big contract. Yeah. No, you, you, you gave four years to a team probably, and then two more years out of franchise tag. So you gave them six. Yeah. Because then, you essentially have no out because you're already out like, of your prime as a running back at six years in. And the franchise tag is really just a team being able to hold you hostage. Cause no one's going to give up 
is it two or three first round picks for a fucking franchise tag? I think it's two. I think it's two. Yeah, because uh, Lamar. You're not Jackson giving that up. It was two first rounders or something. You're not giving that up for a running back. No. <laughs> they wouldn't even give it up for Lamar Jackson. Like, but yes, let's let's move to Jacobs. Um, so yeah, so Jacobs is a similar position. He's 25 years old, so he's a year younger. Uh, 2022, he had career best in carries. Uh, rushing and receiving yards, and he tied his uh, career best for touchdowns with 12. Uh, same same issue here. Um, holdout would cost him 560k per game. The reason why he is being franchise tagged and is in this position, despite being in the league one year less than Saquon, is that the Raiders already declined his f- fifth year option. Yep. So that automatically put him. Uh, as a free agent. So they tagged him. Um, according to what you had provided me, um, there was a, a, the financial gap was too wide between what he wanted and what the Raiders were offering. Um, yeah, it looks like he wanted 26 to $32 million in guaranteed, okay. which it says verbatim, painfully obvious that NFL teams are not going to give that kind of money to running backs. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, we, we, it's a, it's a travesty. You know? But if I mean, you do a four are... year deal, you're telling me this man ain't worth 30 million. Yeah. That's then, crazy hey, to me, man. Let's fuck the rest it... of the contract. Cause all, let's be honest, all NFL care players care about today is guaranteed money, right? Yeah. So say, Hey, we're going to pay you four year, 40 million, and we'll give you 30 million guaranteed. Like you're only paying the guy 10 million anyways a year. Yeah. What's, what's, you know, but they want that guaranteed that money. I think doesn't that lower the cap hit if you give it guaranteed? It well, does because it can be spread out across the entire contract. Yeah. So I don't. You know what I mean? And and again, another so statistics for Jacobs because that I mean there really wasn't much out there on on the Jacobs situation. I know that um, you had sent me that thing showing that the, it said he uh, he was out in his car with Max Crosby. Uh, ready to sign a deal if the Raiders were going to give him what he asked for, and they didn't. So he he was in the parking lot in his car. So he took off. You know, and that just shows he wants to be there. And and go back with Saquon. Saquon is a New York native, and he's openly come out and said he wants to be a Giant for life. So that that should be worth some some a few fucking million right there. But to go through Jacob, so twenty nineteen. 20, 21, and 22. So I'll start 2019, 13 games, uh, 1,150 yards rushing, seven touchdowns, uh, only 166 yards receiving, no touchdowns. Uh, snap percentage, 56%. Uh, the next year he goes for 1,065 yards and 12 touchdowns rushing, uh, 238 yards receiving, no touchdowns, made it to the Pro Bowl that year. Uh, on 61% uh, of offensive snaps. 2021, he kind of goes down a little bit. 872 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. How many games was that? Sorry. Uh, 15, I'm sorry. 15, 15 okay. games. So uh, he, he did go down in, in his totals a little bit, but he went up 100 in receiving, 348 yards receiving, no touchdowns, um, 63% of the, of the offensive snaps. And then 2022, he killed it. Um, 1,653 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns, Led 400 yards receiving, no touchdowns, Pro Bowl, All-Pro first team, uh, 75% of the offensive snaps, and he led the league 
in yards from scrimmage. He led the league in rushing, rushing yards per game, yards from scrimmage, and he had the longest touchdown, rushing touchdown with 86-yard rushing touchdown, which was fucking crazy because that ended up winning me my fantasy game that week. <laughs> and there was no way that I ever would have predicted that he was going to have a play. At, and that was like at the end of the game too, um, and have that 86-yard touchdown. So I had him in fantasy, and he fucking killed it, bro. So even off so, of just what he did for me on my fantasy team, I would be like, yeah, bro, you need to pay this guy because he's consistently getting better. That's what I – so that's my my first of my two points is other than 2021, which sounds like something was going on, I think that was also Gruden. Gruden's year, and him and Gruden had beef, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds um, about right he's consistently gotten better in all phases of the game. And my second big point, and this is why I would pay him more than Saquon is the usage rate. Like other than last year at 75%, he was Peter in around 60% for the first three years. Yeah. So I would say if you added that up, he probably has played a thousand less snaps over his career than Saquon Barkley, which is a lot for a running back. Yeah. Now, here's the one stat we don't have, and I don't know if, you know, maybe in the future we'll have it, is, like, sacks prevented or something like that, right? How good of a blocker is he? I don't know. He's not as big as Saquon, so that's something that Saquon also brings to the passing game that I think is super undervalued because bringing it back to Green Bay, Aaron Jones is a hell of a fucking pass blocker Yeah, for being as little as he is. So, like... He does it all. And if I remember right, Saquon also does it all. Like, and I, 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 I haven't watched enough radio games to say, oh, Josh Jacobs puts his head down and blocks as well. But he's gotten better receiving. He's gotten better running the ball. And I just yeah, and don't. Then, and, and you got to think, too, the discrepancy in the offenses is you're looking at a Raiders offense that had um, a, a really good tight end. You yeah, know, and, so and overall, they're – Offense positions. Saquon gets those opportunities to get receiving touchdowns, whereas Jacobs really probably didn't. Yeah, but you're also looking at an offense that was anemic, but yet still somehow the the offense that couldn't pass the ball very well has the leading rusher. Like yeah. how many times did he face an eight man box? We don't have that stat either, but I'd probably say it's as much or more than Saquon Barkley. It's definitely more than Tony Pollard. Like, yeah. You're not putting an eight-man box against fucking Dak Prescott. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're not consistently yeah. putting an eight-man box against Dak Prescott. You're not consistently putting an eight-man box against old boy in New York. Granted, he's not the greatest quarterback, but he's but he's gotten better. And that's crazy, though, that he got paid. Yeah, that just goes to show where Daniel Jones got you're going to pay a Daniel Jones – 15 plus mil a year, but you're not going to pay your all pro running back. Yeah. I don't even know who the backup is in, in either of those teams. No idea. Um, the guy with the Raiders, I think there was a rookie, but he didn't really play too much. Um, and I don't know who's the backup in, in uh, New York. That's crazy. Right. Cause that it is, it's, it's just doing, you know what I mean? And we'll, we can get into that in a minute, you know, once we go through Tony Pollard. But these teams are doing running back by committee. Yeah. And then you have these other teams that don't, and then they don't pay their guy. 
Yeah. And it, it, it's like Josh Jacobs was the Raiders offense last year and you're not going to pay him, but you're going to ask him to play on a prove it contract. Like why? He just yeah. did. He just proved it. What more do you want he from led, the guy? Yeah, he, he led the league and he was almost, the best running every, back. Yeah. Every running back set and the, and the lack of the fact that he only had, and I guess 400 yards receiving is a, is a good amount compared he, to even what Saquon has had throughout his career. Their but, passing game was dog shit. <laughs> you can't yeah. even throw it. They couldn't throw it to Devontae Adams. How the fuck are they going to throw it to Josh Jacobs? I had Devontae Adams, too, in my fantasy. But um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's asinine. It's and, like and, you said, though, the, the, the offense, their offense sometimes was anemic, you know? like, And I have the, I have the snap count for you for the career. Saquon's at the 3,016 snaps, and Josh Jacobs at 2,523. 600 less snaps. That's a lot. That's a whole season. Yeah. I mean, that's almost a whole season. Yeah. But he is a season behind, right? Well, he is, but also Saquon only played two games that one year. That's true. That's true. Which, again. And and he only had, I think, 50 snaps out of those two games or some shit like that. So that just comes back to going, it kind of goes back to what I was saying, is like Saquon isn't washed, like he's not dead meat. You know, like he hasn't played that many snaps. Yeah. And, and and to just I'm gonna throw this out there. I know we're gonna talk about it a little more later, but like to throw it out there because we brought up the snap count, and this is really the biggest one that I wanted to touch on was Ezekiel Elliott's played. Uh, this doesn't have snap counts. Sorry, I only have a uh, rushing attempts. Oh, I can get it for you if you keep talking about. I'm just else. yeah, I'm just curious, <laughs> like because he's looking for a contract and he's pretty much being told. At least we're being told. Hey, you hear that? Shout out to Bernard, bro. Is that um, the lady calling the cat? Yeah, bro. <laughs> we get all kinds of uh, cameos from you this uh, last couple weeks. <laughs> uh, um, so, um, Elliot's snap count for his career: five thousand two hundred eighty-five. That's two thousand more than Saquon. I mean, he only he's been in the league since. 2016 so two more two more years that is a hell of a lot more yeah i mean dude he had almost a thousand snaps in 2019 that's insane bro we're talking three years of three years of production theoretically still left out of saquon but you're not willing to sign him to a three-year contract yeah it's crazy bro and like again jacob's same thing so what would you what would you pay him per year the thing, if we're going to pay Saquon 15 million, Jacobs, in my opinion, is the highest paid running back in the NFL. Okay. So I'm, I'm going 17, you know, up there, right above McCaffrey, because we've shown, and here's why. He's, he doesn't seem as though he's been worked to the point where he's going to have one or two good years left, right? I think he has three to four good years left. So yeah. if you sign him to a four-year deal and give him those, you know, the like what I said earlier, you're still not handcuffing your team and you're giving him what he theoretically wants. But he also has improved every year from a pass-catching perspective. And Jimmy G is the king of checkdowns. So now you're bringing in a quarterback that doesn't really push the ball down the field like uh, Derek Carr used to attempt to do. So yeah, yeah. I would imagine Josh Jacobs, if he plays this year, Josh Jacobs is going to have more opportunities in the passing game because of how much uh, Jimmy G checks the ball down. 
Yeah. Would you agree a, with that? Think, yeah, and I'm, bro, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been thinking in my head like, am I gonna go for Jacobs again this year? Dude, I got him in like crazy late in the draft, right? Like nobody, no. I think the rookie backup got picked before him, which is fucking insane. Um, so, but in my head, I'm like, I'm definitely gonna have to pick him earlier if I want him again. And I was like, I don't know if I want him again, but that is a great point, man, that he's going to be relied upon and given more opportunities to improve in that aspect. I mean, rushing, dude, he had 16, over 1,600 yards rushing. That's, that's over 100 yards a game. I know we play 17 now, but. Yeah, yeah, they played, and I did forget to mention that they played, he played 17 games. He played all, every game. Okay, so just under 100 yards a game. That's still phenomenal. Yeah. We haven't had a 100-yard rusher in I don't know how long. <laughs> like, I feel like that's just the common snap, stat for the, the Packers. But that's also, I mean, y- you can pull it up now. We don't, we're don't. we not going to talk about it till later, but I'm going to ask you how many snaps Aaron Jones has played in his career at some point. Because right. I think it's just going to be dismal because they don't use him. They don't – well, <clears throat> let me correct that. They don't abuse him. And at times we talk after games like we needed more Jones. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But that might be why we're sitting here going, I'm okay with $11.5 million a year, right? Because we know the production is going to be there because he's not washed up. Yeah, but... and I think, I think too, like, <clears throat> you think about these things, like, I, I, again, looking at who's the guys that are out there. So, like, I, I mean, Tony Pollard is a young guy. Yeah, real quick before old. we jump into Tony Pollard, projected – Contract for Josh Jacobs, three years, thirty-five and a half million, twenty-two and a half million guaranteed. So if he has another good year, he's still not going to get his twenty-six to thirty-two million. No, because he's one less year. You know, but what that's I mean? just nuts to me. Like, what do you got to do in the NFL as a running back? Yeah, that's uh, it's you know what I mean. It, again, it's just it's unfair because at that position and the amount of traction that comes on their tires compared to a receiver you know or yeah or uh you know i i guess just keeping it on offense because a tight end tight ends in the trenches a little bit too but the running back is in the fucking trenches every single snap because if you're not if you're not running the ball he's pass blocking you're getting hit every fucking snap yeah coming out the backfield on a route you can still get hit right like before you get to the line of scrimmage So let's jump into Tony Pollard, and then I want to read a few yeah, quotes. Pa- Pollard, Pollard is quick because I think that he's in a different boat because he hasn't had the production that the other guys have had, but he did show potential this year. So I think if you're going to pay him, he's going to get paid off of potential, uh, which is why I understand that he – I think he knew that he was going to have to sign this, this franchise tender because um, – 2022 was his best season, right? Which, I mean, it, it led to the team moving on from Ezekiel Elliott. Um, yeah. You know, and also, though, Tony Pollard did break his fibula against uh, San Fran in the playoffs. So there's that. Um, but, I mean, 2019, 455 yards rushing, uh, 107 yards receiving, 19% of the offensive snaps. You know, 2020, very similar numbers. Uh, I think the rushing was almost identical. Two more touchdowns, though. Two in the year before, four in that year. Um, about 
90 more yards receiving and his shares, his snap share went up 32%. So, or from 19 to 32%. So, you know what I mean? He hasn't, in 2021, 719 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 337 yards receiving, though. So that's pretty good. And he's the best receiver of the three. Yeah, but only a 35% um, offensive snaps. And then in 2022, he was a thousand yard rusher. Nine touchdowns rushing, 371 yards receiving with three touchdowns receiving, 53% of the offensive snaps, and he made it to the Pro Bowl. So I guess looking at that, like you're definitely going to pay this guy off of potential, but at the same time, he broke his fibula. So it's kind of a no-brainer. I don't think he's in the same situation. He's not, but let's – it's hard to do. But let's throw the contract out of the way. Uh, sorry, let's throw the, the injury out of the way. Tony Pollard, based off of what we think the NFL is looking at, it's now what are you going to provide me, not what you did provide me, and I'm talking just specifically running backs. Tony Pollard deserves another deserved a long contract, probably over the first two. Because right, and that, that's a that's a hot take, but he he's barely played. Yeah, right. He once that that you didn't mention that I think is super big is he was a thousand yard rusher in his first legitimate year that he was able to play, right? Like that he actually played, he got over. Yeah, 50%. And he didn't even he didn't even start he Here's didn't the thing. start the sixteen games. He had the fewest carries of any thousand yard running back. Yeah. And I mean so, he had to have because his snap percentage is fifty three percent. that's my point. He's giving yeah, you yeah, production yeah. and he's not on the field. I'm not so giving like, him 15 mil, though. Yeah. I'm not giving him 15. Well, none of them are getting 15 mil, but yeah, I'm at well, least. I'm saying because I've given, I've given Saquon. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but we, we also, as fans, understand what they've done. Yeah. So we're basing it off of what we think they deserve. I don't think that Tony Pollard deserves to get paid with the Saquon Barkley's, the Christian McCaffrey's, the Josh Jacobs's, because he hasn't no. done it consistently. But he has the potential to be those guys. He does, but by yeah. the time yeah. he becomes those guys, he's going to be those guys exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be that. And and his projected contract is a second consecutive contract uh, franchise tag. Yeah. like I can see that. I mean, if he balls out this year, it, it's going to happen again. And maybe – but maybe, you know – it. You can get a deal worked out, right? It's it's a placeholder. It's saying, hey, we want you here. Well, uh, uh, let me take that back because I feel like there's things that are done after the fact. But what it's supposed to do is say, hey, we want you here. We don't want you to go. Let's use this to give us some time to work out a deal to keep you here. But now, that's I don't think that's how it's being used. And I think that that's the impact that it's having on the NFL is it's allowing teams to – say, well, fuck it, we can keep this guy. And, yes, they aren't paying that franchise tag number, so it's a higher number. But at the same time, if, if you're going to pay Jacobs $10 million and Christian McCaffrey's getting sixteen a year, yeah. it's a $6 million difference. And I think that I would might rather have Jacobs over Christian McCaffrey. I personally would. You but... know I mean? So I, I think that it's just it's, – it's, the franchise tag has affected – the running back position negatively adversely over, than over any other position, hundred percent. I agree with you. I, I agree with you so much. I finished your sentence because it's we're on the same page, like no I mean, doubt look, about it. Look, look at, and, and this is, this was what you wanted to talk about. 
look at who's out there right now without a contract. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette. And I know that these guys don't eye pop, but these are the guys that gave fucking everything to you know the the these franchises and never so, I don't know if they actually got justice in terms of the financial compensation. And so now, the last go ahead, yeah. No not and now and now what I cut you off. Saying, at the end. And now they can't even get on a team. Yeah. I mean I so, think Dalvin Cook is holding out on his own. I think he's the one that's kind of in control of his situation. But I don't think there's a lot of teams out there that are like, yeah, we'll take Ezekiel Elliott. We'll take Leonard Fournette. Supposedly he met with the Pats today or yesterday. But the point is they want him to sign for nothing. Yeah. And what I was going to say is over the course of the last four years, and I'll use – just think of Leonard Fournette when he played with the Bucks. When he played the Dallas Cowboys, the Buccaneers, and the – fuck, who's the other one? Just blanked out. Who's the yes. other one we're talking about? No, the uh, other running back that's on the mug. Oh, the, the Vikings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Delvin Cook. For multiple years, the only guy you fucking cared about was those three guys. Yeah. When we played the Vikings, I didn't give a shit about what anyone did. I didn't care if Adam, Adam Thielen went for 100 yards because they weren't beating us that way. They beat no. us when, when Delvin, Delvin Cook, Cook cooked us that. for 170. Yeah. Leonard Fournette would run for 120, but it was the fact that he opened up so much for Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, it's just amazing to me that these three guys can't sign a deal where they're not even asking to be the guy. Yeah, and Leonard Fournette was cast off of Jacksonville because of, uh, oh boy, right? Urban Meyer? Yeah. yeah. They gave him away. Yeah. And, and with these three guys, it goes into these, I, I want to read quotes from three guys that, well, two guys we've talked about today and one we haven't, if, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Austin Eckler, after the failure to reach uh, contract extensions for the three we initially talked about, but I think the three that we talked about just now that are looking for contracts fall into this as well. Austin Eckler, this is the trash that's artificially devalued one of the most important positions in the game. Everyone knows it's tough to win without a top running back, and yet we are discardable widgets. I support any running back doing what it takes to get the bag. Agreed. I can't disagree with any of that. Derrick Henry, at this point, just take the running back position out of the game. The ones that want it to be great and work as hard as they can to give it all their all, doesn't matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting for what they get, for what they deserve. <clears throat> the only one we didn't talk about that's probably speaking up because he's going to be in this boat here in the next two years is Najee Harris. Oh, yeah, he did say, I did see that he said something. Yeah, he said, I agree with my running back brothers around the NFL. History will show that you need running backs to win. We set the tone every game. We run through walls for our team and lead in many ways. The notion that we deserve less is a joke. I can't disagree with anything those guys said. No. Anything. The only thing I disagree a little bit is if you're going to say put the – Show the Super Bowl winners, and then who who is the running back, and what money did they make? That doesn't take away the value they brought to the team. Yeah, I was guess, I was gonna say that. Like it's the the statistic doesn't tell the whole story. It just means that all it says people, is the leading rusher made X amount of money. Sure, they didn't invest a ton of money into it, but how many of those five teams in the last year had Super Bowl caliber running backs? All yeah, of them. That's true. That's true because some, I mean it's 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 a strategy. 
not every team is looking to have uh, that workhorse. I mean, Kansas City thought they had one with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and that only lasted one year. He just didn't pan out. But Pacheco was used – I mean, he's he was rookie. used Un- in the know, Super Bowl. Undrafted rookie, though. But, but Leonard Fournette with the Buccaneers? Yeah. Like – But I think and, – and even for Leonard Fournette, the situation was kind of clouded with Urban Meyer and – you know what I mean? I feel like he might have got the boot for personal reasons and not because he couldn't play. But they, you know, I, it's. But the only point I'm making with him is the point that those three made. Nobody's doing it with a schlub at running back. Yeah. Those guys aren't bums. The guys on the We're teams not winning the... the Super Bowl with Patrick Taylor. Not the way he played last year. Right? No. But I'd also say we would never win in a Super Bowl with James Starks. Yeah, but Starks. Like, we never knew Starks what. Wasn't Starks the filling guy? Yeah, Didn't that's what I mean. In? He came in. He was injured. He came in for someone that was injured. He was the third stringer. Was did he come in for like Ryan Grant? <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean. But but, but Ryan, Ryan Grant, Grant was, made the was a thousand yard rusher five six years in a row. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like they, so, but the point is, these Super Bowl teams. Well, yeah, they won the Super Bowl and they have little money invested at that position at that time some of these teams could have been moving away from a franchise guy. And that's why, like the stat is kind of, you know what I mean? It's not as the stats, the, the stats bullshit. Let's yeah. be honest. Like that doesn't tell the whole story. That just no, says who's the leading. That's a good way. That's a great way of putting it. It doesn't tell the whole story. Like, yeah. Be, because the stat is made by somebody trying to argue that the running backs aren't valued in the NFL or they don't deserve contracts in the NFL. Like the, the person that wrote the stat had an agenda behind it. Because yeah. if you read the stat word for word verbatim, it says the leading rusher on the Super Bowl team, not the not the runner, running back who is getting paid the most. Yeah, that doesn't it just like it just happened that they didn't lead the team in rushing. Like you exactly know, last year's Super Bowl winning team, the Kansas City Chiefs. The the number the money for that player is Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, that doesn't. Well, that, and even if even if their workhorse panned out. He was still on his rookie deal too, Clyde Edwards. He still was making a less, but he's still a first round running first round rookie. So he's making it's it's But it's still four million, not six hundred thousand. It it takes a little bit off of the uh, the oomph, I guess. Yeah. And then you're gonna wanna hear something crazy real quick. The best running back deal from this past off season was Miles Sanders at a four year twenty five point six four million dollar deal. And that guy had a thousand yards rushing last year and won his, and went to the Super Bowl. It's a shitty deal, but for what you think of Miles Sanders, it's a good deal. If that makes sense. No, I know, but I'm just saying, isn't no, that crazy? I, yeah, four it's years, twenty five, like that's. Bro, well, Jonathan that... Taylor for the last couple of years has him and Derrick Henry have been the best two running backs in the NFL, in my opinion. And both of them oh, are Nick looking Chubb's at been up there, man. Nick Chubb. Yeah, no, good point. But Nick Chubb signed a long-term deal. He struck gold. So I guess I didn't start that appropriately. The free agents for next year is Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. Those are, to me, the two best out of the last period of time, four or five years. Yeah. Saquon's been good. Josh Jacobs has been good. But I don't think either of them are better than Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry. John yeah, Taylor. Derrick Henry's going to be on his way down. Derrick Henry's done. His career's over. Like, not production-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not production-wise, but 
And he also has the Coast of the 370. I don't know if you ever heard that. Um, I guess, I don't know if it's every running back, but statistically almost every running back that's had over 370 carries the year after they've either gotten injured or they had such a regression that they were cut or something to that extent. Like, don't quote me like verbatim. I feel like though your regression is because it's hard to sustain. Bro, he ran the ball 70 carries. He ran the ball 383 times last year. And then you're going to look at him and say he doesn't deserve to get paid. Yeah. You wouldn't have fielded a fucking team without him. I mean, look who they had out there when Tannehill got hurt. They put Malik Willis out there, and boy, did he look trash. They benched him for another And I think they were still winning games. Yeah, It just goes to – They were competitive. I think they were making a run at the playoffs even. And then here's my other question for you that we don't have a stat on that we both know exists. How many fucking teams played eight-man boxes with Malik – Malik – I don't even know his last name. Willis? Malik Willis at – quarterback he didn't last i think he played one game that was it all right whoever the hell was playing quarterback they were how many fucking 12 in the box bro exactly but (laughs) but derrick henry was still running for it's crazy dude it's crazy how they treat the running back man i mean like just just again that list of guys that are available now that are having a hard time finding a deal to reward them for what they've provided that's i mean and i did watch it did look like Elliot kind of he's fell off, you know. Uh, he did. I'll give. I'll know, say he, that. But, but Dalvin did. Cook, though, that I mean, Dalvin uh, he always cooks for Packers. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it seemed like he was. He's a guy that could still produce out there. You know, I mean, it, think about it's, it's asinine oh, to think of. Think about this. Think about just Saquon and Josh Jacobs, right? What? Wouldn't you think that a team out there would say, you know what? I'll give that guy that money. Let's try to fucking trade for him. I'll give you a first rounder for him because our window to win is now. And that guy's going to make us better. Good luck stacking the box eight men against Can you imagine? Patrick Mahomes or yeah, I was uh, say, Josh Allen. Josh Allen with, with Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley. Yeah, stack the box because now we're going to carve you up in the air. What other but, what other big time quarterbacks don't really have a a running back? Well, it's funny we're having this conversation today because this Saturday I was at this event for my daughter and this guy I started talking to this guy next to me and and he was uh, he's a Bengals fan and I said oh congratulations on signing Mixon like restructuring Mixon that's a steal and he scoffed and goes ah hey, he's not worth it and I I didn't want to first off I didn't want to get into it with the guy so I just said oh okay. I, but I turned my head and I started to walk away and I couldn't believe really what I heard. I was like, what, what are you talking about? The guy signed for like 5 million a year. Yeah. Like, he's one of the top, what top 10 running back. He was a top 10 running back last year. And you have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and the, the average fan goes, yeah, he's not worth it. And that it's because of really, I think, the reason this happens is because of what the NFL is doing to running backs. It's teaching the average fan that running backs are important. And they, that's yeah. not true. It's just, it's not a factual, it's not fact. I tell you what, send, send Jacobs to Miami. Woo-wee. Or Saquon in Miami. That team. Can you imagine that? Well, that's the catch 22, right? I like, I like that you said that because if you're lost, uh, Las Vegas, so I, I, who's a good team in the NFC? 
The Eagles. We'll use the Eagles. Who's the running back? Oh, they just signed. They just traded for old boy DeAndre Swift. So yeah, but I mean, he shit. He was losing out to. Okay, so we'll just we'll still use it. We'll still yeah, use yeah, this yeah. analogy. So if you're the Vegas, Las Vegas, are you sending Josh Jacobs to the Dolphins to make them better? Are you sending Josh Jacobs to the Chiefs? Probably not. You know to. what you you know yeah. what you're going. You know what you're saying. No, this guy's too good. But then you turn around and you don't pay him. You don't want to pay him. Yeah. If you're the New York Jets, are you sending him to the Eagles? No. Uh, Giants. So if you're the Giants, are you sending Saquon to the Eagles? Oh, hell no. Definitely. No. Why? You would lose fucking season ticket holders for that. Why? But why? Because he's too good, right? Yeah. But he's not good enough. But he's not good enough to get paid. So I don't understand that concept. Like. Yeah. If you you really. Value him so low, fucking give him to anybody that'll take him. Then exactly, go for the height. Is good because he is good, and he's you know what he can do. Yeah, I, and that's. I was thinking the... if you're a team like, like Carolina, but you know, I mean, they're young. Oh, that's where Sanders went, right? Never mind. Well, if you're Carolina, you're not doing shit with most running backs because you gave up one of the best running backs in the NFL. Because yeah, that's true. You were, yeah, you I know, was trying to think of a team, man. I don't know the commander. I don't know. Nah. I, anyway, I won't. I don't. I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole in my own head. Um, I, it just doesn't make sense. Like you know, these guys. Again, Pollard. I can see. Hey, man, you haven't played so much. You haven't shown us that much. You're showing us some flash. We can give you, you know, give you another chance to show us. But but Saquon and Jacobs, man, they've been the fucking man on these teams and not really sharing. I mean, I know that Jacob's uh, snap percentage is low, but that's not to say that the, the other running back is getting more time. They're just running more sets with no running back. Yeah. That, again, we don't have the full stat on it. And also yeah. we got to throw the year that Gruden was the coach away. He supposedly, I think if I remember correctly, prior to the year, he was talking about how great it would be to play with a running back of Josh Jacobs caliber. And then he gets there and he treated him like a second class citizen. Yeah. There was issues there. I do remember <clears> that. Cause yeah, I know for like rumors that he was going to get traded or cut then. I know for a fact there were issues. Something was going on and it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like how, how, how hard did we clamor for us to resign Jones? Because we know what he means to the team. Yeah. And when we signed him hard because it, you know what I mean? Going into this off season, for me at least, he was a guy I thought would get might get cut because of how much he was making. Yeah, and especially when AJ Dillon's contract year. The running back is being treated. So but it's you know, also AJ Dillon's contract year. Yeah. So I if you don't see that too. If you don't prove something, AJ Dillon, we could potentially be out of two running backs next year. I think we'll end up signing one of them. I do think this is Jones last year if he doesn't do a complete restructure because seventeen mil a year for a running back in today's NFL just obviously isn't going to cut it, not because Jones isn't talented enough, but because the market just says you don't deserve that money. While I disagree with it, you can't be competitive paying your running back room 27 mil a year. No, you just can't. And it's unfortunate as hell. You're right. You can't, you know, and it's just, it's just, you know, it sucks for them because that is a position you know, I know linebackers flying around. I know offensive linemen in the trenches. 
but fuck, man. Yeah, but that's a that's an interesting. Back. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off, but you were gonna say like running back is the shelf life is so short. Because and they're in the tra- they're just but you know, but I don't understand. Are big. You okay, can be in the that's trenches. a good point. But why why do why is linebackers shelf life not like that? I don't I don't understand it. I don't know. Maybe there's just. I mean, you're thinking how many linebackers are playing in a game? Five, five rotating, maybe six. Probably five, right? Yeah, but Brian Olacker, Patrick Willis, Clay Matt, not Clay Matthews, uh, AJ Hawk. They didn't. They didn't come off the field. AJ Hawk did towards the end of his career, but those Luke Keekley, those guys don't come off the field. Yeah, you have five guys rotating, but their mic never comes off the field. Yeah. So, I like how come they get second and third deals, but yet a running back successful. Well, they're not. They're, they're not. I mean, sometimes those guys aren't always in the trenches. Like that's you know? true. And they're not always near where the play is. You know, you could be playing linebacker, and you know, oh, you weren't around for fifty percent of the tackles that were made on the field because they were on the opposite side or. You know, imagine you're fucking going and that's a, a incomplete pass right away or something. You know, whereas a running back, like I said, you're you're either running the ball, you're going through the line, right? You're going through or the D line, or you're blocking, or you're... The, or you're blocking. So you're no matter what, you're you're out there, man. You're you're in the element, but yet you don't get paid that way. No, it, it's unfortunate as hell, and I think it's a disservice for sure. And I I. I... I think the biggest quote that stood out to me or the, the person that said, you know, something that really resonated was the Derrick Henry thing was not so much like, I don't know, not saying that what the other guys said didn't, isn't important, but like the fact that Derrick Henry just points out, like we work our asses off to be the players we are to for the team that we play for. And yet you throw us away as soon as any type of adversity hits. Or as soon as you're supposed to open up the pocketbook, now we're expendable. Yeah. I wasn't expendable when you were handing me the ball 385 times a year. Yeah. So yeah. like, and, and, and what do you do? Does Derrick Henry say, "Nah, I ain't going out there this play. Nah, this series I'll take off." No, you can't do that. You don't have. When Derrick Henry that signed luxury. that deal, I don't remember it specifically, but when Derrick Henry signed that deal, I imagine a conversation went something like, "Wow." Awesome. Derrick Henry got paid, but the Titans made out. To be able to sign at that time, 2020, the best running back in the NFL by far, hands down, to a $12.5 million a year contract. In hindsight now, this is sad to say, he was overpaid, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Considering you've got receivers out there making 27, 28 million a year. Yeah, and I think, though, and I would be interested because I didn't go back and look, you know, from, like, the 90s era because I know, obviously, it's hard to compare money. It is. Because area, the, era, the, um, era to now because of, you know what I mean? It's just way different. But I think the only way you could do it, Cisco, is percentage of team's cap. Because yeah, the salary would, cap. Yeah, that would take a lot. So, obviously, I ain't doing that shit now. But I just feel like remembering – guys like Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders, like teams salivating over, like people wanting to sign these guys. Like 
Yeah, I'd say Bailey was even a different animal because he wanted out. He he did do the unthinkable. The team sucked so much that he wanted out. Isn't that crazy? Bro? He did the unthinkable. He retired in his prime. Yeah. But I also – now, this is a possibly a hot take, and I have no data to back this up. It's just purely based off of the eye test. I feel like running backs lasted longer then. Well, you got to think. People – people, they – they went, they dealt through, there was a different culture back then. Yeah, but I guess my point you, in that was like care. Emmett Smith played 16 years with the same organization. Yeah, he was probably paid well, what he deserved. For every year or two, I think. Yeah, and that's, I, I wasn't even counting that one. <laughs> um, but like, he's the all time leading rusher for a reason. He was good for a long time and he was relied upon, but he also was good for, like, the entire decade of the 1990s. Yeah. Like, there was no drop-off. Yeah, because he was but he the also... Cowboys from 90 to 2002. But he was there, it felt like, every year. And he was good. And, but now and, it's like... Okay, and, like, let's let's take a step back, though, because he is, like, a Hall of Fame running back, so that in itself is kind of an anomaly, right? True. But, uh, okay, Adrian Peterson, also Hall of Fame, shitty example. But... He played for a long time with the Minnesota Vikings and was productive for way longer than four years. I mean, the guys we're talking about right now were productive for four to five years, and then they fell you off. You know, I have to be honest, man. I, I want to say, and this could be just me talking out of my ass, but analytics it might be what's to blame for this because those guys were getting compensated. Maybe not to the amount of money you would get now, but in their time, I, and again, we'll have to go back, Maybe I'm, again, talking out of my ass, but I feel like those guys were getting compensated. Like, there was no way Minnesota was letting Adrian Peterson be a free agent. No, and, and I they agree with you 100 They weren't treating him like Leonard Fournette. They weren't treating him like these guys now. But I think you're right. I think you're hitting on something that the advancement of technology and analytics has allowed these – I know I just – it's funny I'm going to say this because I just saw a story on Bleacher Report that I kind of wanted – it came out too late for me to actually digest it and use it today. But it said that the quote was, nodes are not to blame for the running back market. And I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I personally well, it's disagree. Not, it's not the it's – the, it's, the, it's the the GMs and the owners that are listening to it. Well, it's not the nodes specifically, it. but they are the ones that <laughs> – <laughs> Damn nodes. They are the ones who made these programs and are now surfacing this. Hey, you can get a Isaiah Pacheco for $400,000 and he's going to provide you really what you need, but maybe not at the level of a Saquon Barkley for 10 million, but he's going to give you per like dollar. However, you would, you know, you get more gonna, bang for your buck with these guys. Th- 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 there you go. That's what I was trying to say. Like he, he's going to be mean, more efficient. Have- that Super Bowl statistic that you shared was bullshit. Statistics like that are what make people think, well, fuck, we don't need it. Like, I guarantee there's a there's a group, a, a, probably a small number, but a group of Packer fan base <laughs> that thinks, well, Patrick Taylor could, yeah, we could do that. That would work. Let's get rid of Jones. He makes too much money. Here, here's what I'll say. And <clears throat> here's what I'll say about that. The only way I agree to that is if we have 20, 20, 2014 Aaron Rodgers still, or 2020 Aaron Rodgers still, right? Even that's the an reason- anomaly. How many, how many, you know what I mean? How many quarterbacks are out there that can play like that? 
True, true. But I'm saying like I'd be willing to not have a 12 or 11 and a half million dollar Jones with his talent if we had a known commodity at quarterback. The reason why Jones is so important and there's no absolute way I'm going to complain about the money he's making this year is because we have essentially a rookie quarterback. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he means more to our team this year than ever before because he's got to be the rock for Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers didn't need that, right? The years we were winning 15 games, 13 games, going to uh, multiple NFC championship games. Granted, yeah, we never went and won the, the big thing, big one at all. We never went to it all again was, I mean, those running backs were bums. We have like, I think we hold the NFL record for most consecutive games without a, a hundred yard rusher. Yeah, and that's, that's doing Rogers time. So like he, we were still winning, but I guess my devil's advocate to that would be, what if we had a guy like Aaron Jones in 2014? Do we win the Super Bowl? Do we go, you know, Did yeah. we, is that the, was that the missing piece? We had the wide receiver room. We had the tight end room. Was that the missing piece? And you could argue, yeah, hundred percent. I can't even tell you who the fucking running back in 2012 to 2015 was. Because it was oh Eddie Lacy, sorry, Eddie Lacy was so so we, so here's the thing we actually did invest in 2014 uh, and, and he was good he was the rookie of the year he just played himself out of you know yeah uh, discussion like he, he he didn't allow himself to be in a discussion for a second contract because of his unfortunate like weight issues and, and the way he took care of his body which I don't even blame him if I'm gonna be honest probably like, just didn't want to play I'll be honest like. You know what I mean? People that, that I feel like they just don't love the game anymore. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like people say, oh, he got fat or whatever. I think he's just living life, bro. He's like, fuck it. This is what I want to do with my life. I'm done with football. I don't blame him. Yeah. It's fucking. I, I have a, I have, I looked up some Super Bowl shit, right? Because we're talking about that statistic and it's kind of driving me crazy because. None of these guys, the, the most, it, so it was like, uh, like the best rushing performances in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Top five, uh, only five players have surpassed 150 yards on the Super Bowl. Wow. The most recent is Terrell Davis for the Broncos. 1998. Some uh, Super Bowl 32. Yeah. Uh, other guys, Franco Harris, Marcus Allen, you know what I mean, guys? It was the year after we played them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so when they, they beat Atlanta, right? Yes. Uh, well, Was it Atlanta? No. Because no. we won Super Bowl 31. So it was the year they beat us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, Who did they we beat won next year? I don't remember. I can't remember. Um, only one person has three rushing touchdowns in a Super Bowl, and that was Terrell Davis. Um, these are the guys with two, right? And, and I'm only saying this because it's showing – I feel like it's showing the, the change in running back. like the, the change in how the position is utilized. Yeah. I mean, uh, James White is a pretty recent one. But he was – he probably he, had – I don't – but both of his were one-yarders. So I, I don't even yeah, like – you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm saying like there is no, there is no guy. Uh, here, top the five 
only five players has, have rushed for over seven yards per carry in the Super Bowl, which I know is a crazy, like, that's a lot, right? Like, seven. But that's those are the guys that you're like, Saquon could average seven. In a, you know what I mean? They're, they're capable of that. Thomas Jones for the Bears is the most recent guy. Jeez, with, 2006? With 7.5. Like, it's just kind and of – they like lost. You don't, yeah, and you don't – so, like, you don't see – you don't even see the performances. So even saying like, "Oh, the the leading rusher for the Super Bowl team," like they they don't have, it's just not used the same anymore. Yeah, the position is underutilized. But also, I'd like to know. I mean, we don't need to spend the time looking this stuff up right now because it would probably take a while. But like, what are those guys doing out of the backfield? Because they're used as hybrids now. Yeah. You know, like the checkdown well, has become thing. Yeah, the, the new running play. The receiving, the receiving running back. Yeah, and I'm even I'm talking about not just to the running back, the check down itself, but like the wide receiver screen that we, the Packers used. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. We use it religiously to Devontae Adams. Shit, half a fucking, a third of Devontae Adams' touchdowns were on the one yard line when we theoretically should have ran the ball. Yeah, and we didn't because that play. Is is a run, you know, like it is. It's it's a running. It's pretty I, much a run. I think, and and maybe, you know, maybe it's not totally the the analytics fault. Maybe the game has changed. Maybe coaches have were trying to find creative ways to. I'd agree not with be you. So on... reliant on a running back because I do believe before, like. When they say when these guys are coming out and saying and and you're hearing these quotes and they're saying you need a running back to win, uh, you know it's historically it's been proven. I think that while you need one, you might not you don't necessarily now need a, a powerhouse guy. Yeah, but I I'd, I'd argue that shit. I just lost my train of thought. I saw a Bleacher Report. Uh... Story: The Jets, Jets traded a wide receiver to the Lions. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I do agree with you to an extent, but like, I think we've become infatuated holistically—not just fans, but like teams, coaching. Oh, I know what I was going to say, but we've become a fat infatuated with statistics from the quarterback. So, like, you see so many more throws inside the five instead of just pounding it in. But the point I was going to make that I felt was countering yours was then why are some of the best minds in college football, pro football today, running first head coaches? Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. Well, okay. Technically Matt LaFleur. Let let me take that because this is, I didn't write this down and I meant to because I did want to bring this up. But that goes, those guys. Shanahan running back by committee. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying it's individual. I'm just saying that they because they understand you need to run the ball to win to open the passing game. But you don't necessarily need Saquon Barkley. You don't need to kill one guy, Nick Chubb. Yeah, you don't need it anymore. They yeah they figured out, and I I don't know where Shanahan got this from. You know what I mean? I I especially because his dad wasn't that way. No, his dad was a workhorse they've, guy. They've created that's what, and that's why I was saying like maybe the coaches are to blame because they've tried to find ways to be creative with their offense, 
and not have to be in a situation where, because even even though San Fran got Christian McCaffrey, they still were running with Elijah Mitchell until he got hurt. McCaffrey wasn't out there rushing all the time. They were mixing those guys up because Shanahan understands one shelf life. You yeah. Keep this way. You do it this way. Running back by committee. You extend the shelf life of the guys of the talent that you have. But at the same time, you learn that, okay, talent is interchangeable because my offense is using two to three running backs in the game consistently, not just, okay, only one guy comes in on third down. They're having rushing plays for Mitchell and for McCaffrey on all four, on all three downs. Yeah. So my question for that would be one as the talent level, at the individual running back player dropped. Cause now like you're saying, you could have a Mitchell who can come in and do the same thing as is Christian McCaffrey, or has the coaching changed so dramatically that you don't theoretically need that because you're going to do it by committee, whether you have that or not. Does that well, make sense? Yeah. Like I look at, I, this is how I look at the, if every team has a circle, this yeah. is, this is how the flow this is how in my head the flow is going. The coaches came and created a different style of offense, right? We see it happen generations, new styles of offense starting to come up. Now this is the new style of offense, right? So Shanahan guy, he's coming in and he's saying, you know, I, I need, I need a, a good running back, maybe two good running backs and a, and a decent third. You know, I don't need a great one and then two decent guys, right? Because that's how it kind of works financially or when you're, you know what I mean? Because you're not investing. So, like, you look at the package. You're not investing you got, $10 million, You're investing $3 million three times. Yeah. So, you're or you're looking, you know what I mean? Because, like, you look at the teams. Nobody, I, I guarantee not many people could tell you who Barry Sanders' backup was or nope. Emmett Smith or nope. outside of their own fan base or uh, Adrian Peterson, or, you know what I mean? But because they had one great running back, and then the backups were just decent. But Shanahan is coming in, and he's saying, well, I don't even need that first guy to be great. He could just be good. I get me a second guy that's pretty good and a decent third, and my offense is still going to work. Now, what happened is they implement this new offense, right? Analytics picking this shit up and the GM is going and saying, Hey, I'm looking at my coach here. He's got this great strategy for this offense. I look at the analytics behind it and my GM, my, my team and and the GM, you know, the, the guys that do the numbers, they're saying, we don't need to spend 13 mil a year on this guy. We could get these two guys and maybe draft a third guy. And our offense is still going to run the same way. I guess my devil's advocate question for that would be if one of those organizations had a Derrick Henry or had a Josh Jacobs, would their mindset change? Right? Is it Jarek McKinnon? I still, I still or think that they don't they don't look they don't base off of the guy as a as a future. But what if they st- I guess my thing is like what if they stumbled upon that? What if they stumbled upon a workhorse in the fourth round like an Aaron Jones? Are they paying him? Or are they saying hey you're too good to be here based off of what the market is. And we can replace you with an undrafted free agent. 
Well, I think we'll see because I, I, I think we'll see how long McCaffrey stays out there. Or look at uh, – it looks like Philly kind of does that, right? They were using Sanders and uh, Boston Scott and uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. But they're in the same way. Let Sanders walk because we don't necessarily need – we don't need you per se. We can find somebody else that can come in fit in here and do exactly what we want them to do. Maybe they're not as talented, but we don't need them because guess what? We don't need 83% uh, snap share for you. We only need 53 for you. Yeah, I think the team that has done this and they shouldn't have, and we got to do this because this is what we do, is the Bears. Like they've given up on franchise running back so many times and they should not have because they haven't had the quarterback play. Yeah. I mean, they let David Montgomery walk this with you for nothing. And it's like, what are you doing? But I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think a Mahomes needs a Derrick Henry. No. Oh, clearly not. They've, they've won, what, two Super Bowls with him. But what would they be with a talent back there? Like a true talent. I'm not shitting on any, any NFL player. I'm just saying, going back to – we said how important Joe Mixon was to come back for the Bengals with a young Joe Burrow, if we can even call him young anymore. I still think that was huge. Like, yeah. if you have it, it's great. If you don't, it's not absolutely required. But that doesn't take away from what the intent of this podcast was, and it was to talk about the atrocity of how NFL running backs are treated in the NFL. Yeah. Because do you think there's anything that the players can do to change this? Or do you think this is just an inevitable, eventually, you won't see it? Um, it's going to hit rock bottom at some point, and it's going to probably cause multiple players to sit out. And you're going to have to have, like, you're going to have to have people laying on the sword. Like, whether we see that this year and Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley both decide, hey, I'm not playing, I refuse – but we're going to end up missing out on extremely talented guys for a year, maybe more, because something has to break, and it's one or the other. Do you, think, the outcome, do you think there's any difference in them doing that than what, what Le'Veon Bell did? I mean, that, that seems No, but him. I don't remember the Le'Veon Bell situation well enough because I think if, if I'm remembering it well enough, is he, his ask was so out of the park that they were never going to come to an agreement. Whereas Saquon, they weren't that far off. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But they're going to have to find a concession. And I don't know if that's anytime soon. I mean, they just rewrote the CBA. I don't see – oh, no, that was an NBA story. The CBA is not up until like 2026 20, 20, ish 2025. I mean, it's on the horizon because I was – I was reading about like a possible holdout and who knows? It depends on like who's on the committee, right? Like yeah. if you got, if you got well, quarterbacks. I, I, I think, I think the thing that could help is if teams start to just give the game more guaranteed say, yeah, you know what? We're going to give you less on the annual, but we can give you more guaranteed money. But yeah, the, just... the thing is that the teams are in a position now. And this is why I said, the franchise tag, it, it gives all the leverage to the team. Cause I, I see the running, franchise tag changing. That would t- that would be the thing that, that could change this. It could. It could. I don't think it 
it's not going to do it on its own. But I do see the franchise tag changing because I, no yeah. matter what the position is, teams are essentially allowed to hold a player hostage for multiple years unless they decide, hey, we don't want to deal with this headache. We're going to trade them. Because yeah. teams have stood pat and firm on multiple players over the past couple of years and where, hey, we're not paying you what you think you deserve. Yeah, I think, and, I, man, tell that lady, shut the fuck dude, up. She's Sorry. the worst. It's every night. <laughs> fucking Bernard, oh, bro. I'm like, what the fuck? I, you know, I think if they change the franchise tag to be, because what is it? It's the top five salary average of your position, right? Or is it, how do they determine See, that? It's got to be the top 10 top because 10? it and wouldn't be position? 10 point. Yeah, because it wouldn't be 10.1 if it was the top five. It would have been they'd yeah, be in the right. middle you're of those. Right. Okay. It should just be the top 10 paid players of the, in the league. Because essentially what you're saying is that this is a franchise player. Regardless of position, a franchise player should be highly regarded. And I think if they did that and they changed it so that the franchise tag was the average of the top 10 salaries in the league. Wow, that would, yeah, that would 100% change it because people, you're not paying. Would be yeah, less. You would be, obviously, you're not going to pay 20 something million for uh, Saquon Barkley, even though he's fucking a great player. You're not going to do that, right? I also think it needs to go from top 10 to top five because I just you're now, that, you're, you're, you're holding, telling, as a quarterback, you still. So that would help fix the running back market. Wouldn't help fix the quarterback market. Like, like what Lamar well, had to go through. What yeah. Tua is probably going to have to go through. You don't see it too often. You don't. They, they end up coming Lamar, to. But... Well, you end up coming to deals, but then you you would probably stop the asinine contracts, like the Kirk Cousins contract when it was signed, the Deshaun Watson contract when the trade happened, because those players didn't deserve those contracts. Yeah. But they. They got them because there was no real repercussion across the league. But if you make it the top five and now you're having to pay Lamar as the two and a half, the third, really the third best quarterback, he's technically paid as the third best quarterback in the league. Well, now you're talking that long-term deal more seriously, right? And and Lamar is going to get what he deserves because you're not going to talk franchise tag with any player unless they seriously deserve the franchise tag. If you make it top five, players at any position right like that would take all it would put the power back into the hands of the players which i think in this current market of the nfl i think it it has to go back but then you might be making it too strong for the players so i don't know maybe top 10 is right but yeah i think the nfl the nfl pa or whatever they need to fucking they need to fight because you're basically saying that you can treat and i know like these yeah these guys are millionaires they're getting paid millions of dollars i get it you know those people are like oh the fuck all those fuckers are overpaid well then they all are overpaid then you know what i mean and it but it's just the fact right now we see a severe degradation in one in one one position position. so this is this is the last i want to ask you to say what's the one you sent me that i think just takes i mean honestly for me it, it it finishes the whole conversation. Well, 
I okay. I'll let it finish your conversation. I have. One well, thing. I think it. No, no. I meant it finishes the conversation with people saying that running backs are yeah. paid well enough. So not finishes the, our conversation. The average salary for a running back in the NFL is one point eight one million a year. Now, that includes all running backs. So your second, third, fourth string. So that I just want to throw that out there because they didn't. You know what I mean. When you throw these stats out there without the, the, the actual logic behind it. That is not the average salary for starting running backs. That's the average salary for all running backs. For all running backs. Yeah. But Good the, point. Average, the average salary for a kicker is $2.26 million. Yeah, you only, and, and you only, I get you only have one kicker on the team. But it's just kind of crazy. You're telling yeah. me that the average running back isn't, worth your your kicker i don't know i don't agree with it it's weird and the fact i want to bring this guy back into this conversation real quick to kind of end this yeah yeah no we mentioned christian kirk christian kirk got a four-year deal for 72 million dollars including a two million a 20 million dollar signing bonus 37 million guaranteed with an average annual salary of 18 million you're telling me saquon deserves less than that well really not just saquon let's say every single running back in the nfl i mean the the, maybe the guy's good i I think he was good in fantasy this year i didn't have him but boy he ain't he ain't 18 million good but he's not saquon barkley good if you if you gave saquon that money i would argue you would you wouldn't need to overpay for receivers because he's that good they have to respect him so much that and, and and actually the Giants are a perfect example because they have trash ass receivers and Slayton stepped up but like they have no name guys not you know what I mean guys they don't have playoff caliber even fucking play they don't have playoff caliber wide receivers and they but made they, playoffs you could look at the statistics and say Saquon is so good that he allowed a guy like Darius Slayton to get overlooked and be wide open and get all these yards and touchdowns and shit, right? Yeah, I agree I with know. you 100%. I just, think, I just think that you – maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, when the Packers won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, who were Brett Favre's receivers in there? Uh, Andre Risen was one. But, like, not not like big-name guys, right? Like, um, Risen had already been through a couple other teams. He, yeah, he was the guy who scored the first touchdown. I want to say – there was Antonio Freeman. But you know what I mean? With yeah. a good quarterback and a, and a good run game, you don't necessarily need them to overpay. I don't know. It's just, I think, I look at that and I'm like, Sa- I would I would think that would be Saquon's contract, not this guy. So. I agree with you 100%. I think you dropped the mic. Like, that's it. So, in new traditional fashion, one word to sum up the running back situation in the NFL. It's bogus. Disappointing. Yeah, man. I kind of like that. I like this ending with the one with the one uh, one word. I do too. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it going. Yeah, we'll give it. We'll, we'll here, kitty, kitty, kitty. We'll keep it going, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but actually, uh, my no, my one here, word, man. my one word is Bernard. Bitch ass, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, bro. All right, man, I'll let you, bro. Peace. Peace.